Today's reading is from the book of Colossians, starting in chapter 3, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want to talk today about the distinction that we have in our Christian walk between the things that God has done in us through Jesus Christ and the things that we are called to walk out on our own through the power of his Holy Spirit. In the passage we just read, we're told to put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So we know that we are to put on this new man that in Christ, we are a brand new creation. We know that from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we know that that's what happened to us at the moment that we became born again. And in our spirit, it's true. We're complete in him. We are perfected in him. We are sanctified and justified. We're even considered the righteousness of God because of Christ Jesus and who he is in us and through us. And we have a part to play in the sanctification process because we are a new creation in Christ. And it's true that in our spirit, we are completely perfect and whole and complete. But we need to get that knowledge that's now in our spirit into our soul and into our body. And the way that we're told to do that comes from Romans 12, verse 2. We are told to be transformed in the renewing of our mind. And that word for transformed is the Greek word that our word metamorphosis comes from. So that is a complete transformation. Metamorphosis, we think of that 
caterpillar being birthed into the beautiful butterfly. And that's the experience that we have when we renew our mind to the word of God. So this is something that we have to walk out. It isn't automatic. Yes, our spirit is perfect and whole, but we are called to become holy just as he is holy. And there's another scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, that talks about us cleansing ourselves from the old way of life and becoming a vessel for honor, which is sanctified and useful for the master. I decided to look up some of the words in the Greek that might give us a clearer understanding of what it means for us to be sanctified and purified and cleansed. And yes, we have the instructions in Colossians, but I also know that the word for saint in the New Testament, in the Greek, it's hagios, and it means sacred, physically pure, morally blameless or religious, ceremonially consecrated, most holy one or thing, a saint. So it's an adjective to describe who we are in Christ. Now, going back to the way that we're able to be a part of this, that we are called to have a part in this process, look at 1 John chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So there's another idea of this purity and how we are to live our lives. We're not to be conformed to the world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the way that we do that is that we abide in him. His word abides in us. We're continually meditating on his word, just like we're instructed in Colossians to set our mind on things above and not on things of the earth. And then he gave us a list of those things that are earthly as opposed to the things that are from above. And those things were like tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering. And even those things, if we try to do those things in our own strength, in our own flesh, we know that that's religion. Religion is something that we attempt to conform to through the process of our own strength. Whereas living through the Spirit, living in the Spirit, is when we just allow the Spirit to work those things through our lives. And in order to do that, I know it's semantics, but there's a real distinction because one is religious, where we're trying to do it ourselves in some way to earn favor with God. But when we live in the Spirit, we allow His Spirit to work through us so that we are transformed more and more into His likeness. And that's through allowing Jesus Christ, His through His Spirit, to live through us. So we submit ourselves, we submit our will, we no longer act in accordance to the way that we would as the natural man, because we're called to put that off. And instead, we're called to put on this new man, which is through walking in the spirit. And the only way that we can walk in the spirit, or to know what that looks like, is to read the word, to abide in the word, and then allow his Holy Spirit to live through us. So that is how we present ourselves to the world. What I'm talking about can be quite confusing. And the reason for that is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with verse 10. 
But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches us, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And then he goes on to say that we have the mind of Christ. And that's the whole key to living out this life that we're called to live out in the Spirit. We don't do this in our own strength. And it's a subtle distinction. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind. It only makes sense through the spirit because that's what we're living according to the spirit of God rather than the spirit of the world or the natural man. And this is a mystery. This is something that Paul wrote continuously about. These are things that even Jesus could not reveal to his disciples. He said, I have many things to tell you, but you can't hear them right now. And so after his resurrection, and he appeared to Paul over years, instructing him through revelation and giving him this understanding, which no one could understand until we had the spirit of God in us to help us comprehend and receive the truth of the knowledge of the spirit reason I'm saying that is because it can be extremely frustrating for us if we're trying to live this life in our own strength, because it's impossible. Our flesh is always going to rise up and to do things that appeal to our selfish nature. This is a continual process that we continually have to check ourselves. And when those thoughts that are not of God, not of spirit, start to rise up in us, we have to immediately recognize those, take every thought captive, and bring it into alignment with the word of God. And that's how we walk this out. It is a process, and it's something that takes effort on our part, but we know also that it is through Christ that we do this. I'm thinking of the verse in Philippians, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It just comes down to a willingness on our part, because we know that when we are willing, and we submit our will, we submit our minds, our words, and our actions and thoughts to the Lord, then he and his spirit flows through us and works through us so that we are conformed, we are transformed into his likeness. It is a spiritual process, but it's one that we have an active part to play in. And that's the reason why I wanted to spend a bit of time on this teaching today, because it's something that a lot of us have trouble grasping. And the reason that we're having trouble grasping it is because we are trying to think about it in natural terms, whereas we have to go to the spirit and allow the spirit himself to illuminate these truths and to illuminate our action as we continually submit and surrender to him in all things. In closing, I want to remind you of how we walk this out. And it comes from 2 Corinthians in chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So I know I've given you a lot of scripture today, and that's my intent so that you will go into the word for yourself and look up these scriptures that I've mentioned and study on them, meditate on them. And I pray that God would illuminate your understanding and all knowledge of Jesus Christ through his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.